Hello and welcome to ATN World News. I'm Leah, and it's great to be with you, the viewers all around the world. Today, what an absolutely fantastic, special guest we have today. The, the, oh, what can I say? I don't know. I'm almost speechless on this one. We have with us Mark Farner from Grand Funk Railroad. I mean, his music defined the generations of the 70s um, and beyond. Uh, uh, they had uh, 10 platinum albums, uh, 10 gold records, sold more than 30 million uh, records. They sold out Shea Stadium. I mean, if you watch some of the video, even the rafters are shaking. There were so many people. Um his fans are diehard. If they said, oh, well, we're sold out, they didn't listen to the police. They walked right on in going, no, we're going to see the band. And I mean, um, you talk about the rock star of the rock stars of the 70s, that's Mark. So with that, I want to say, hey, thank you so much for being with us today, Mark. Hey, it's good to be here, Leah. I'm, I'm proud to be sucking air, but really proud to be here on the air with you tonight. Oh, God, that's so exciting. And folks, look at that beautiful American flag in the backdrop because they're an right. American band. Remember that song, people? We're an American band. And so that's <laughs> kind of our cup of tea around here. <laughs> so, But um, listen, this is something I want to bring up that I would love to ask you, Mark. Um, what I find so amazing, people, you heard a little bit of my intro, was that his band was a phenomenon, truly very unique, where he had this following that was so strong that they would bust the doors to go into the concert if it was full, that they they said that he was the the layman's you know band the average joe's band uh people could relate to them he wrote most of the stuff himself uh teenagers everywhere prided themselves uh if they could do a riff that mark created i mean they would work in their garage bands on the weekend just trying to get one of his guitar riffs down um uh pegasus which is a YouTube channel that does critical things on guitar and music uh, raved about Mark through the roof. Uh, did one on Mark alone, then did it on one on Grand Funk Railroad. And with all that that he had going for him, he still saw that he had a need for Christ. And so I feel like this is uh, an incredible an incredible situation because people that are in Mark's shoes, which is rare, um, would ever really be thinking of the hereafter that much or whatever. But I'm going to go ahead and ask you this question, Mark. Honestly, that I mean, there's bands that are famous, but it was a phenomenon. There were how how did you see that as a young man doing this? What did you think was your responsibility to it? How did you see it? What were you thinking? I mean, when all this was going on, I know I must have taken you by surprise at the beginning. Could you share oh, yeah. a little bit, please? Yes, it, absolutely, Leah. Uh, you know, the band uh, consisted of three pieces, and um, the drummer and myself were both 20 years old when the band started in 1969. 
Um, we did the Atlanta Pop Festival, the 4th of July weekend in Atlanta, Georgia, played to 185,000 people. We didn't even have a record, but the attorneys that were doing the legal work for that festival were out of New York City, and they just happened to be the attorneys that Terry Knight used for all the legal stuff for us. So they made a deal with the promoters of this festival to give them a break on the legal fees if they would play Grand Funk Railroad and let us open that festival and we would play for free. So we opened that festival at 12 noon and it was 110 degrees in the shade and this little three-piece band uh, you know, I mean, we was kids, 20, and Melvin was 19. Two of us, 20, and Melvin, 19. So uh, it, this is your dream come true as a musician, as a young musician. I started playing guitar when I was 15. I'm 20. I'm on stage in front of 185,000 people. There's something going on, Leah. And I said to myself, man... Uh, I have to be responsible. Look at the people. Look at them respond to this music. Look at them respond to the message. And my message has always been love and save the land and stop the war. It has always been pro-people and, and reaching to the hearts of people. That's exactly why, as you referred to, Leah, that we sold out Shea Stadium faster than the Beatles because at that point in time, the Vietnam War was still going on. And we had a lot of people, brothers and sisters who died there. And we, we had a big push going on amongst the rock community to stop that war. And when we played that song, people embraced it because they had emotional connections to that just like today uh, people have emotional connections because they have loved ones who are off someplace around this world fighting or stationed at a in a place that's fixing to go to war um, and so so many of our families are just distressed with this want to to have those kids come home, and uh, and when I wrote "I'm Your Captain," I didn't necessarily write it about soldiers, but the Vietnam veterans adopted that song as their favorite song, and I, as I have heard from so many of them, that. Uh, they hung on to the words of that song so that they would hold the hope of coming home. They would never let it die. And every time that song came on, it was, yes, their, their mind was going home and their body. Yeah, we're hanging on to that. And, and that's what got them home. And, and when we played uh, the uh, Vietnam uh, Memorial in Washington, D.C., the Vietnam Veterans of America took a vote and they, my song was number one out of all the music that they had heard over there. 
they hung on to I'm your captain closer to home. And so the the, the Vietnam Veterans of America, uh, Keith King, who runs this this outfit, and it's a straight up all the proceeds go to the veterans. No, none of the people that work for uh, this organization take any money. They volunteer and get it done. And they have Veterans Support Foundation. It's a wonderful su support foundation for veterans returning from wherever they've been in the world to come home and to integrate back into society. But that song, when we played it at the memorial, there were not only uh, American Vietnam veterans, but Canadian Vietnam veterans as well, brothers and sisters. And we did a whole show for them. They asked me to come and play my song specifically. Just they said, you know, just grab a flat top guitar, acoustic guitar and come and play. And I said, hey, if you got a stage and lights, I'll bring my band and we'll play you guys a show. We'll put a whole show on for you. And, and I'm your captain. We'll close with that. And we did. It was 36 degrees, Leah. It was cold. We were warming our hands up on the light bulbs around the dressing room mirrors. <laughs> it was cold. But we went out there and played and did our set. And when it came to playing I'm Your Captain, I looked out and there was not a dry eye anywhere. People embracing people that didn't know each other. They just were in the same place in Vietnam, sharing this song and the hope to come home. And there they were standing in the park in Washington, DC. And I'm telling you the waves of emotion were pouring over me. And I was thanking God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for touching these hearts, for showing who you are. You are love, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for letting me see this love. It just compels me to stay on it, to stay on target, to stay on the message. And because people, we have to set ourselves free the debt consciousness that comes with just living life does not belong to us. The Lord wants us free. We cannot stay indebted. We are to owe no man anything but to love them. Owe no man anything except to love them. And that's where I'm headed. And I, every day, before my heat, feet hit the floor, before I get out of bed, I'm saying, Lord, show me where those anchors are in my soul. Help me discover the hidden debt that I have held on to in my conscious mind, subconscious mind, in my unconscious mind. Help me to mine that stuff out so that I can take a bolt cutter to the chains on these anchors and set myself free the way my Redeemer wants me to operate. Well, that sounds like a wonderful deal there, people, to be completely set free. And the way that uh, Mark phrased it, um, saying that it was like a horrible debt, and it's a debt that, you know, Jesus paid. 
And so yeah. he, he wants you to let go of that and be free is what he's saying. And mm. we know the scripture said whom the son of man has set free is free indeed. And you were right about the inertia and thing of your concerts, your music. There was like the Holy Spirit showing up, you know, for our veterans, for those who were really suffering and paying high prices uh, to keep America free. And yeah. um, you, you you can feel that because, I mean, you just don't see this all the time with different bands. There was something different there. And and so um, I, I think it's remarkable how the Spirit has kept his hand on you and brought you to this point uh, where you are today, your longevity in it, your uh, continuing to reach souls. But the fact that you said that there was no dry eye there means that it got them at the core of their emotion, that song. And um, plus, uh, some people felt really good also hearing we're in American band, that it's okay yeah. to be proud of being an American and uh, how they, you know, rejoiced with that. And yeah. uh, when, you, when you look at how many albums you sold, wow, over 30 million, and like packing out Shea Stadium was nothing, uh, things like that, utterly remarkable. Um, I, I, I was wondering what you feel like menta mentally or thinking about uh, what you're doing right now with the success that you've had, the success you're doing now. Where are you thinking of going? You mentioned a little bit of where you were going. Uh, this is where I'm going. Um, can you speak a little bit more of that, please? Yeah, I'm a musician. Uh, God gave me talent. And God wants a return on that talent. You know, he gave one two talents, <laughs> you know, gave three, gave one. And uh, the one who didn't return any uh, investment that uh, didn't return anything more to the master, uh, he said, I buried it. You know, I buried that talent. I, I, it's not a gift, Leah. Music is not a gift people got to get that out of there because they they use they think it's a gift and they obviously think it's a gift when they say it's a gift but it's not a gift the uh, i read the gifts and the gifts are not music ain't in there you know uh discernment is that's a that's a gift uh we got to use that discernment and the gift uh of discernment will verify that music is a talent everybody's got a talent not everybody has music for a talent but where i'm going i want people to realize they don't have to be a musician to touch people they just have to have the truth and the truth is that the lord wants us free we know this the truth is the Redeemer hung there and shed his blood, told the thief hanging next to him, I'll, I'll see you in paradise. You'll be with me in paradise today. So it's, uh, it's altogether other 
than the space we occupy. We think this world is great and we our flags are great, but I'm going to tell you something. If we're not willing to hate our mother, father, sister, brother for his namesake, then we ain't worthy. We get our mind in this world and we will not uh, understand heaven. We will not get it in our mind where we need to have it. The person that we need to be uh, to love people. God is love. People need love. This world is dying for love. And I want to go there with my band and spread this love because God has anointed this band uh, because we're simple people. We ain't puffed up and thinking we're big rock stars. We all pray. We take turns praying before we go on that stage. The road manager might pray. The stage manager might pray. Or one of the musicians might pray. Uh, it's always somebody uh, throwing their heart out there and us agreeing with it and just hanging on to it. A verification of the people that we work with. And we get lifted up before we take the stage. And Leah, you asked me what I want to do. I want to keep going with music. I want to keep writing songs. I have some songs right now that are killer songs, I believe. I mean, everything I write, I think is great. <laughs> and it's not because I'm conceited. It's because I'm convinced that the message in there is going to set somebody free. And that is my intention. I want the world to be set free. I want the world to get rid of the debt consciousness that the powers and the principalities who rule the darkness of this world have, they have thrown this blanket on our minds and it is just, it's not just the monetary debt. It's the debt of unfulfilled expectations of other people. It is the debt of regret, even if you hold something against yourself. You know, we're supposed to keep our sins before us, but not, not to regret it. Just keep them there so you don't do it again. And, and you don't use that to, to build yourself up to, oh, I did all these terrible things. Now, and I'm talking to you and you might have done some of these terrible things. No, the love has to go out. Uh, we got to get unreligiousized and get real. People need real worse than anything. They've been religiousized and the, all these uh, people that's been pumped up by the wrong word. You know, the, the word says in the end times, there will be many wolves in sheep clothing. Not like you're going to have to. Well, if you look around, you just might find one. No many so they're every place and they're in the places you wouldn't want them to be but they're there and anybody uh operating under the rules of men or giving men sovereignty over the ministry that they have for jesus christ the son of god uh they got to get away from that and we have to recognize that and allow ourselves to be led by the spirit that's in each one of us. 
God loves us. We are created from love. We will inherit that love when we pass from this bone suit. That's where I'm going, Leah. Oh, God, that's awesome. That sounds wonderful. It's a great message that uh, Mark brought here. You know, Mark could have chosen, he could have taken this interview in any direction he wanted to. He could have chosen to talk about his his great hits, his great talents from the past, but people, he cared enough to bring issues concerning your soul and uh, where you'll spend eternity and what to watch out for and spiritual warfare, things like this. This is what was on his heart today. He was thinking of you and your greatest needs. And so I want to uh, mention to you that Look down below this video, you'll see a link or two of some of um, great songs uh, that uh, Mark did with his uh, group back in the day. Uh, if you need uh, prayer, uh, leave it in the comments. We'll pray for you. Uh, Mark, I want to thank you so much for being yourself, being free, speaking boldly what was on your mind and on your heart and spending this little bit of time with our audience today. Thank you so much. It is my pleasure, dear. Oh, thank you so much. And until next time, I'm Leah reminding you that God loves you. <laughs>